One of the questions I get asked the most is, how do I choose my perfect business idea? What if I choose the wrong idea? This is a question that has plagued entrepreneurs-to-be for ages, and it stops them from making progress. It stops them from even starting out. Because think about it. If you're about to go on LinkedIn and post about a new business idea, release an article, put out a post, really put yourself out there in front of all your former bosses or your current bosses and coworkers and friends and family, you better be sure what you're doing, right? Otherwise, you're risking, or this is the fear, you are risking failing publicly. And that is a fear that is completely understandable. It's something that you're not alone. It took me forever to start posting on LinkedIn with any kind of comfort level because I was afraid of what is my former boss, former co-workers going to think they're going to think I went crazy. Those were the thoughts that were going through my mind. But you also want to succeed in your business, Right. And the truth is that you can't have it both ways. You can't have the paralyzing fear that prevents you from doing anything and also being successful in your business in absolute secret. You can't have it both ways. So this week, when we talked to Vicky Gold in the last episode, episode 13, I talked to her. I had her talk to us about her path to her current business. She, she has given some zigzags, some pivots, and she came from corporate too. So go back and listen to that to see how she handled it and to see what were the things that were going through her mind. But in reality, it is your time to step up. Hi, my name is Ina Coveney. I'm a global online presence expert. And every Monday, I bring you an interview with an amazing entrepreneur who has made it happen online. And every Thursday, I bring you a companion episode. This is the companion episode where I'm going to teach you three things that our guest from this week, Vicky Gold, is doing very right in her business so that you can do those things even if you are starting out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts for the first time ever, welcome! If you like what you hear, remember to head over to the review section, leave us a five-star review, and say something nice. It really helps help support the show. And thanks. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. But before we get started with the teaching, I'm going to answer some listener questions. If you would like to drop me a question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, enter your question, and I will answer it on the air. The first question comes from Jessica Lee. She's a cultural immersion travel blogger on Instagram at the Wonder word and i will put the link in the description that's wonder with an a the wonder word and her question is how can i pivot my cultural immersion coaching during a pandemic in which almost no one is traveling without disrupting my business vision jessica i have something that i don't know if you've heard so i'm hoping that this just hits you and opens your eyes who told you that nobody's traveling my one of my coaches for podcasting, he is spending the week in Puerto Rico this week. Uh, another coach that I follow, she's spending her birthday in the Maldives. People are traveling. 
It is true that with the pandemic, there's less travel. But those who really want to go out, prices for airlines, for flights, have never been cheaper. So what do you do if you're a cultural immersion travel guide? You create guides for those people. You start to attract them. You tell them, you guys, prices for tickets have never been lower. Hey, there is this spot in Italy that right now is giving a really good deal because nobody's traveling, right? Because nobody's getting there. What if there is a section of Italy that is actually taking in guests? Maybe there is a, a section of the border that is not accepting travel back and forth, but maybe there's another one that is. You want to tell people about that and you want to give them that immersion experience of living there like a resident. You want to tell them what are the travel conditions there. You can still set yourself up as an authority in this field, especially because nobody's traveling, especially because um, there are so many people are apprehensive about traveling. Give them that information. Now, you're not a travel agent, right? But you can tell them this is how you can travel safely. Hey, for everybody who's still planning on keeping their vacation plans, which by the way, I know people who have, I know people who are still traveling because I see them on Facebook. For anybody who wants to keep their vacation plans, how about doing it like a resident? I can tell you how to do it safely in the pandemic. How specific is that? Whoever is planning on traveling, they're going to do it with or without you. So if you put yourself out there and say, hey, I know that you're traveling, let me show you how to do it safely out there in Italy, wherever your expertise is. Come and I'll help you. That is how you market yourself. You stop telling yourself that there is no customers. You go for the customers that are there. And this is not just for Jess in the travel industry. This is for everybody who's telling themselves people are losing their jobs and they're not buying anything. Uh, I should really price my services really low because nobody's going to buy right now. All those are stories that you're telling yourself. Your customer is out there. It's a matter of going out there and finding them. It's a matter of going out there and marketing yourself as a person who's going to help them because they are going to do that thing, whether you're there or not. So they better do it with you so that they can do it better. I really hope that this answer helps you, Jess, because it's a matter of reimagining your business. It's not, your business is not just all of a sudden going to flourish once the pandemic excursions get lifted. You're still going to find something else that is going to be a block. Don't let the pandemic be that block. You find your customers. There are people traveling and there are people who are traveling who want to be safe while doing it because they don't like to go on tours. They like to do it like residents. That's you and you're there to help them. I hope that is helpful. The next question comes from DJ Lareno. He's a DJ specializing in wedding, corporate, and specialty events and can be reached at DJ Lareno. L-A-R-E-N-O on Instagram. And his question is, how can I, as a mobile DJ, use my podcast to leverage my brand and build booking opportunities for 2021 and beyond when many event facilities in my state have not been given the green light to function at full capacity or have an open dance floor? There's two questions in here, DJ. And I think from my answer to Jessica, I think you're going to figure out what I'm going to say. There's two questions here. You're asking me specifically how to market yourself on your podcast. And you're also asking me how to market yourself when there's nobody having weddings at, you know, on the dance floors. Okay, let's tackle the, uh, the second part 
first. You telling yourself that there's no customers. Now, you told me here that your state is not allowing facilities to have open dance floors. You're a DJ. You're a wedding DJ. Do you believe that there are people out there not having weddings? Is that what you believe? Do you believe that all weddings, all corporate events, and all specialty events have been put on hold until the pandemic is lifted? If that's what you believe, I can't help you. But if you believe that, no, those events are still happening, but they're happening virtually, don't you think they still need DJing services? I'm going to tell you right now, I have a dear friend who is getting married and she was telling me about she's going to dance at her wedding. And I'm here thinking, where's the music going to come from? Eh, she's probably going to put together a playlist, right? But what if you were the DJ for the pandemic? What if you said, these are the struggle areas that I see wedding planners coming up with, that I see brides coming up with, that I see corporate events coming up with, that they don't know where the music is going to come from, and they're just relying on an intern to put together a list, right? No, I can help you. How can you help them? You're a DJ. You know the market. Go out and talk to these people who are having the virtual events and ask them, what are you doing in terms of music? How are you solving that problem? And how can I make it better? And that is the beginning of a beautiful marriage between you and this pandemic. Yes, once the pandemic, once the pan pandemic restrictions are lifted and the dance floors start to open up again, then you can do your regular job, right? You can go out there and be a DJ for these events. But in the meantime, what are these events doing? I assure you there's an event planner out there who does not want to put together an event playlist. But I don't know that market. It's up to you to know that market. What are they doing in terms of music? And is there something that you can do to uniquely position yourself as the DJ for pandemic uh, Zoom events? I assure you, there's a lot of DJs out there who are thinking exactly the same way that you're thinking about it right now. They're like, well, I guess I can't work. I guess I'm just going to go out and start Ubering. That's not going to be you. You're going to capitalize on helping people with the problem that they're having right now. Because nobody else is thinking about this creatively, but now you are. So that answers the first question. How can you market your services if there is no dance floors? There are other virtual places where you can help. Go and talk to them. Do your market research. Find out from these brides. Find out from these events, uh, event organizers, what are they doing in terms of music and serve that purpose. Market yourself accordingly. And the second part of the question was, how can you use your podcast to leverage your brand and build booking opportunities for later on? Make sure that whatever your podcast is about, you are stressing the fact that you are a DJ and that you're open for business and start sprinkling your offers now. Start telling them, hey, by the way, if you have a, a big 60th birthday party, big uh, 50th birthday party coming up, if you have a wedding coming up, did you know that I do virtual services? Come and give me a call. Come and follow me on Instagram. Come and send me an email. That's how you do it. So the first thing you need is that offer. What is that attractive offer going to be to people who are listening to you? Also, you need to position your podcast in the wedding circles, in the corporate circles, right? People who are listening have to be people who are decision makers in these industries that are going to hire you. So make sure that whatever you do, your podcast, your podcast is not just about uh, 
entertainment for the masses about, you know, learning about uh, different bands, maybe, right? Make sure that you have, I don't know if it's specific podcast episodes. I don't know if it's a specific uh, podcasting brand that you need to have, but it's got to attract people who are going to hire you. Make sure that you're using keywords on the names of your podcast episodes so that it can attract the people who need to find out more about your services. So have a podcast episode all about how to have music in your virtual wedding, how to how to figure out the music in your virtual wedding. And people will have to find it that way. Now, SEO and keywords, that takes time. I would really go out there and see who is having a wedding that is going to be virtual and ask them, what are you doing about music? And find out what the struggles are so that you can be the person to serve them. I really hope that this is helpful, DJ. I wish you the very best, the very best. And I know that you're going to do amazing as long as you keep thinking creatively. And now let's talk about the three things that Vicky Gold is doing very right in her business. The first one is that she didn't let anything stop her from trying new business ideas. She just evolved with her decisions. So this is something that I can't explain to you rationally. It's something that I could come and talk about it until I'm blue in the face, but it's something that you will experience in your business yourself. And a year from now, you will see how much different your business is at that point than when it started. But it would have never gone through that evolution. You would have never you would have never seen that kind of progress without having taken action. So something that I really like to say is that action comes first and then everything else lags behind. So it's not like you have to build up your confidence in order to step out there and take action. You take action and that builds your confidence. It's the same way with your business idea. You take action with whatever you have in your mind right now and you go all out, but you start to try to get clients right away because the only way to learn, it's not by planning, it's not by strategizing, it's not by taking another online course. You're done taking courses. It's time to go and help people. So when I say it's time to start with your idea, I don't mean that it's time to create an online course or that it's time to set up your whole infrastructure and set up your website. That's not what I mean. What I mean when I say you need to start is go out and help people. Go out and get a client. Trust me, you do not need anything else in order to start to get clients. After you've started getting clients, that's when things start to shift because you will see whether this is the kind of work that you see yourself doing for the next year. Is this the kind of client you see yourself helping? Is this the kind of lifestyle that you've decided to have for yourself? All of those questions get answered once you start to help your client out there because your ideal client will start to become clearer and clearer. I haven't always worked with my ideal client. I've been very fortunate that pretty much all of my clients I've had a great experience working with. But even after we're done working together, I can decide, I have the option to say, I'm going to tweak my approach a little bit because I don't believe that I help that person that much, or I believe that I help them a lot, but that is not what I want to help people with because we are all very multi-talented individuals. You're going to find yourself being able to help people with stuff that you don't really want to build a business around. I am really good at Excel spreadsheets. 
you have no idea. You have not seen me in action on an Excel spreadsheet. I write code on my macros, right? I know how to do that. But is that something that I want to spend my time teaching other people? No, I want to teach people how to create online businesses. This is the world that I live in. This is the network that I want, right? These are the kinds of clients that I want to attract. So no, I don't want to teach anybody how to use an Excel spreadsheet. But if I have a client where that's pretty much what they're asking me about, I'm going to help them, but I'm going to tweak my approach next time. I'm going to say, "Mm, no more Excel clients. That's not what I'm going to do. So there's no way for you to know what your business is going to look like a year from now, unless you start to help people right now. And that's something that Vicky did very right starting out. As soon as she came up with an idea, she would just run with it. Now she and I have very similar personalities in that we just want to see something happen in real life rather than just sit with it in our heads. So if you are more of the, no, wait, I need to analyze everything to death, I would just ask you to take a baby step. All right. Go out and talk to someone who needs you and then ask them, do you want my help with this? The answer will be yes or no. You can put a price to it. You can do it for free. If this is your very first client, my very first client ever was free, right? There's no shame in starting just to build your confidence by taking some action and go out and start doing it and see what happens. Is this what you really want to do? So take baby steps. All right. So that is point number one, to get started, to evolve with your idea, not to let it just evolve in your mind. Thing number two is that she understands the authority building aspect of writing a book. Now, if you're starting out, you're probably not thinking of starting with a book, but there's a chance that you are. There's a chance that you're saying to yourself, I really want to write a book. How do I do this? Should I wait until I'm a year into my business? Should I wait until I'm five years down the line? Should I wait until I have enough case studies? The answer is Well, depends on what kind of book you want to write. If your book is going to be about case studies in your business, you might want to have a few. But if you already have a story inside you, you could totally write a book right now. (laughs) I mean, there are myriad writing coaches out there and publishing coaches out there. Vicky is one of them. You can go and follow vickygold.com. Go and check her out. Go check out her programs. She will help you write a book in very little time and help you make it a bestseller. So if that's where you want to take your business, if that's your next step, go and do it, right? But what I want everybody to understand, even if you're not thinking of writing a book right now, is that there's something to be said for building your authority online. Writing a book is a great way to do it. Going out on speaking events is another great way to do it. Going and getting featured on podcasts, another way to do it. One thing that I offer my Be Found clients, my Be Found guided program members, the ones that I give all of my coaching to and all of my mentorship to, one thing that I offer them as a bonus is I do a a publicity interview with them. I interview them about their story and they can take that interview and post it everywhere and say, look, Ina Coveney interviewed me for the global phenomenon, right? So I believe that you need to think about how to stress the fact that you are an authority in the field. I don't want anybody to sign up for my Be Found program or to listen to this podcast to walk away thinking I can be uh, just a good freelancer and I just want to make $2,000 
uh, $2,000 a month. And that that's really all I want. If you're listening to this, you're going for the big leagues. If you are joining the BeFound program, you are going for the big leagues. You are thinking to yourself, I'm going to be an authority. I'm going to be featured. I am going to be speaking about this and everybody must understand my message. That's who I speak to. That's who I want to attract. That's who I like to teach. So if you're listening to this and this is a message you've heard for the first time, that it's not all about making money and serving clients, that there's an authority building piece, then I have done my job. You need to understand that building your authority is an important part of your brand and it's going to be an important part of your business. And you don't need to wait until you've been in business for five years or 10 years or three years for you to start to build that authority. Vicky did it through books. She's written books. It's what she likes to do. She can write one in four days. What is the way that you can be seen as an authority? Where can you get featured? Do you know people who have a podcast that they have similar audiences to yours and it would be a good fit? Do you know anybody who hosts a Facebook group and you could go into it and teach that audience something? It's time for you to start stepping up as an expert, not just for your clients, but for potential clients, for everybody else out there. And the third thing that Vicky Gold is doing very right is that she gets you with her story. She's always talking about her story, her journey, her challenges with Lyme disease and how that was stopping her, but it created a pivotal point in her life identify what are those pivotal points in your life and talk about them. Talk about them honestly. Talk about them with vulnerability. When I tell you that the pivotal point in my business was when I got called by my new boss while I was on maternity leave to tell me that, hey, the contractor that you hired to do your job while you're out of maternity leave is doing a great job. So I think he's going to keep your new promotion. How do you feel about coming back to work doing the same stuff you were doing before? That was a pivotal moment for me, a life-changing moment for me where I had to decide, do I want to leave my newborn baby to commute two hours a day to work at a job where clearly they don't value me? because they just did this to me? Or do I want to take a 180, walk away, and start my own business? When I tell you that story, it's because I want you to understand that I'm a real person with real feelings, with real bad stuff that happens to me, and that bad things are going to happen to you too. And if there's any truth in the corporate world right now, is that nothing is set in stone. Nobody's job is safe in corporate. So I want to come here and tell you, hey, that's what happened to me. But I have friends who joined that same company at the same time that I did, and they were laid off a few months later. A few months after I quit my job, they were gone. I have friends who decided to leave the company for greener pastures, and they ended up in another crappy job where they wanted to leave just five months in. There is no guarantee when you're working for corporate. There is it's just none. There is a false sense of security that they're going to take care of you, while at the same time, you could be living a much better life. That was the pivotal moment for me. So 
when I tell you these things, I need you to understand that I'm human, that not everything was perfect, that it's not like I woke up one day from my perfect life and said, let's make it even more perfect by quitting my job, slicing my family's income in half, staying at home with a newborn baby, and also starting an online business, right? I need you to understand that there's hardship in everything that we do, but we can pull through. So that is one thing that Vicky has learned to use in her story, to wrap in her story so that you know that all of her success didn't come easy because I never want you to think, but Ina, you're not going through all of this, this bad stuff that I'm going through and what I'm going through is terrible and it's preventing me from moving forward. No, the message here is, Crap is going to happen to all of us. How are you going to react when it happens to you? Hopefully, you will be ready from all of these teachings that I'm giving you here and in the Facebook group and everywhere. You'll be ready to say to yourself, I know how much money I have in the bank. I know how much money I should be making every month in my business to keep my current standard of living right? And I can quit my job or I can let that job go and then dive into something that I love doing more. That's what I want for you. So I want you to understand that telling your story is going to be just as important, not just for authority building, but to relate to your clients, to relate to your audience. Your audience needs to know that if you can do it, and so can they. So Vicky, she's the words lady, but she's the story lady too. If she writes books, she has no choice but to know about story arc and to know how that will land with her listeners and with her readers. So you got to listen to her. If you start to follow Vicky, I want you to listen for how many times she introduces her family. She introduces her struggles. She introduces her challenges because she wants you to know that if she can do it, then so can you. So as you start your business, don't forget this aspect. Nobody just wants the one, two, three and the strategy. Nobody. You may think that's where the value is in your brand, but it's really not. It's in people looking at you as a leader. So that's what you should be working on. So those are the three things, right? Number one, just get started. Just start talking about your message and don't look back evolve with your idea in real life. Number two, understand the authority building part of your business, whether it is by writing books or by being featured on podcasts or by being featured on stages, but put yourself out there as a leader that people can follow. And number three, remember how important your story is to building your authority and building that audience trust, because if you can do it, then so can they. So don't forget your story. So how did that feel? Was that good? Did you learn something new? Are you going to do something different? That is amazing. That's why we're here. If you would like to ask a question for the next companion episode, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, ask your question there, and we will answer it on the air. And don't forget to hit subscribe because next week we have Jen Hemphill. She is the Latina money coach, and she's going to come and talk to us about personal finance and business finance. I know whenever I say finance, your eyes start to glaze over. Trust me, this is a really important part of building a business, and I'm going to tell you my money story on Monday because it's important for you to find out what yours is and start to get over those blocks. So I will see you on Monday for Jen Hemphill's episode and have a wonderful rest of your week. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney. 
Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with a companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark. 